Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Castanari-King. Today I have with me Bill Davis from Harwich, Mass. Welcome, Bill. Oh, well, thank you, Laura. And uh, this is a great, uh, you know, to be invited. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. Um, you're recommended by so many people. This is my first podcast, so I don't know. So I like to start out every okay. uh, interview by finding out your background to um, New England mm -hmm. and then follow that up with your first recollections of anything artistic that you remember from childhood. Yes. Um, the background is uh, is interesting only because I've been finding out most, most of it has just come to light in the past uh, year or so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did, you know, finally did some family research yeah, to see what, great? what is, uh, what, you know, what's been lurking there and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but we were quite surprised. We didn't. We didn't. We went back further than we thought. Wow. And, uh, um, but I, um, 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 you know, I had, you know, my great great grandfather was, you know, uh, was in a major battle in the Civil War and was, wow. uh, you know, and, and was actually a hero in it, and uh, which which amazed us because we couldn't figure out how that happened. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and I had a sea seafaring family as uh -huh. well, um, oh, which wow. I which I was unaware of. You were unaware of that. I was not aware of that, no. And, um, and well, that's why we wondered about my passion for, yeah. as a child, for, uh, for boats and, 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 and particularly steamships, which we never could figure that out, which started at a very young age. It did. Um, they were just trying to figure out what was the influence and uh, because there was no, you know, in the 50s, there were no shows on TV about steamboats or sure. anything like that. So, um, yeah. uh, but I was drawing them. And, uh, Amazing. And, and, and we came, my father, my, Family kept a few of the photos. Few of you them. do have some. Yeah, oh, have a I couple of them. It. Yeah, they were they were done. They're a little, a little rough, but uh, yeah. But uh, but it was. Uh, I'm still fascinated that you know what was in my mind when I was doing that. Amazing so, third grade. That's about yeah. eight years old. That's. Quite I wasn't. Good. It wasn't necessarily thinking of an art career, but I was thinking of. <laughs> Yeah, Your parents uh, might have been. <laughs> yeah, well, they were, uh, except that I drew my dad with a pocketbook. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, hey. Yeah, yeah no, you know, yeah, well, was, they have them now. Yeah, it's, the it, it's just ahead of my time. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Nice. So you were drawing steamships yes. at eight years old. Yeah, very young. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, uh, it wasn't until about, uh, about four, three or four years ago, my, my uncle, um, uh, 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 you know, uh, Larry Robbins. He was a, uh, he, oh, you know, he's been in business for years. He was a, you know, a, 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 actually owned a junkyard and stuff uh -huh. for automobiles up in uh -huh. Gloucester. And, um, uh -huh. uh, and he, um, uh, he says, I think something, I have something that um, might be of interest to you. And, uh, and uh, he says that your great great grandfather, and it was his license, he was a steamship, he worked on a steamship as oh an engineer. My. Gosh. Yeah, on a side wheeler. And, uh, that yeah. is so amazing. Yeah, yeah, and I said, I didn't know that. Uh, and I, wow. so I have it now. And uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was the, uh, you know, going in and out of uh, uh, Portsmouth here and, oh uh, and down to goodness. Boston, and, uh, you know, on side wheelers. And stuff. So, uh, <laughs> that is so amazing. Yeah, so, so that, like, how bizarre is that? Mm -hmm. and stuff. So uh, mm -hmm. my mother was scratching her head going, 
So that makes some sense. So I named one of my sons Jacob, not having any idea. We had not completed the family research that yeah. Jacob Adie was the first mm-hmm. um, to immigrate over. Oh, to, okay. Yeah. Uh, no idea. And no, he was no. So the head of the whole family tree here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, See, there is a there, no, and that. And where would you pick a name like that? I yeah. No. <laughs> no. 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 So I always assume that, that this answered my question. You know, uh, it was like a, it's like, I don't know, deja vu or there's something in the, you know, I mean, why do the swallows always go in the same direction? I mean, you know, <laughs> they automatically know the route, you know, so there's something about that, you know, that may be in your DNA. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's fun to think about anyway. I do too. Yeah. Very fascinating. Yeah. So, okay. What did you do after eight? How did your career blossom? <laughs> um, well, I, you know, my, my, my father, we lived in Woburn and my father suddenly, uh, he us out of the, said, we're all leaving. We're, we're, we're moving to Cape Cod. Uh-huh. Uh, we were like, okay, that's cool. I mean, we were, we were all on board there because we had been vacationing there during the summertime okay. for just, you know, for like a week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought, well, this will be a vacation year round. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, of except, course. Except Cape Cod has winters. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> but uh, but he, he, he moved us down to the Cape and we rented a home for about a year or so. And then he bought a home up right, right. Right in high end, next to Hyannis. Well, it's in Hyannis Port because it used to be the old Hyannis Port Post Office. But then they they redo Hyannis. They redo the uh, district, mm-hmm. and now it was like it was one street over from Hyannis Port. So they would never let us say it was Hyannis Port, oh, even, even though it was the post office. <laughs> and so, um, uh, but we grew up. You know, that's when. You know, it was, uh, let's see, it was 1960 that we moved into uh, the house in, in the port. The port. And, uh, and that was a very amazing time. I mean, in Hyannis Board, it was things were just really starting to get exciting. Yeah. You know, because the president was, you know, was elected and uh, yeah. and things were going crazy there. So it was a fun place to be when I was a kid. Yeah. So, uh, uh, okay. you know, I got to see the president all the time. And, uh, oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. I, wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was made a junior Secret Service man. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. I had a car. I, had a car- I was a car carrying member of the Secret wow. Service. You know, because I, <laughs> because I was allowed in the compound, and if you went into the compound yeah. uh, where, the, where the president was, uh, even children had to, had, had to be photo- fingerprinted and everything else. So, to make it easier, they would just make us a uh, junior secret service. Yeah, oh, I so, love it. Yeah, oh, that's uh, cool. So that so that was pretty neat. It was a, yeah. you know, really interesting times. I love it. So, did you continue um, drawing and? I was, I, I was in and out of it. I, I, I didn't focus on it. Yeah. Um, no, I, like anything else, I became interested in so many different things. Okay. And, and I, was, I was spread thin. I, what happened was I became, you know, interested in sailing. And, um, and I really were, um, I wanted to be on the water. And, yeah. And so I, you know, I became a, a member of the Highest Pool Yacht Club. And, uh, uh, and then I started taking sail lessons. And I was, wow. By 10 years old, I was sailing by myself. <gasps> uh, oh, my. I have such know. a fear of. Yeah. And then, you know, and it's pretty, I mean, it was a beetle cat. These were, they're not, they're not huge. They're gaffery. It was a wooden boat. And so, but we would take it out, take it out anytime. I'd, I was fearless. And we'd go, I'd go sailing way out to Gammon's Point, which is the whole lighthouse mm-hmm. that's way off, way out there. Wow. So they'd have to go out and get me. Say, like you know, you, you know, do not sail as far out. <laughs> so, but it didn't, yeah, I was like, oh, I go near Tucker, it didn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but that was a, that was a, you know that kind of fit in with my my, you know my, my laying the foundation laying the foundation for, you know, uh, for my maritime I, you yeah. know, involvement and uh, and it just seemed to keep falling into place. You know? So, what was the next puzzle piece? Uh, well, it was interesting. To, I mean, I, you know, uh, uh, I was going to say my father uh, had a business. He wanted me to join the business. Um, 
you know, I, I did the, I get out of high school and I was driving all through high school. I, I took all four years of the art class they had there. They had Basketball High School, which was, you know, uh, on the Cape, was a very advanced school at the time. I mean, they had, we had a, a, a really well-developed uh, art program. I mean, they had very good uh, teachers and, um, and I was doing uh, copies, you know, in the, by the 10th grade, I was doing copies of Rembrandt etchings. I was, you know, we just sat down and we copy record and, That's you know, Rembrandt etchings, for high school, yeah. uh, you know, and I still have some of them. And, uh, wow. Um, and that was, you know, I thought pretty, you know, pretty good stuff at the time. I, mm -hmm. That fascinated me. Mm -hmm. um, so that gave me a pretty good drawing skills. And, uh, uh, and then from there on, um, you know, I, I sell very well. I did a lot of, you know, interesting stuff in school. But when I graduated, um, you know, there was a time, I mean, uh, there was, you know, Vietnam War was still going on. Mm -hmm. This is the end of the, you know, 1970. Mm -hmm. um, they, they had a, uh, you know, draft, and yep. uh, and I had a low number, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, well, I had I had 112. They were taking up to 150. Um, and for uh, Christmas Eve, um, they had called that uh, Nixon had said that they were only taking up to 100 and stuff. I had already enlisted in the Coast Guard uh -huh. or signed up for the Coast Guard. And I had wow. been sworn in yet, so I went down and uh, um, the Coast Guard. Uh, so I didn't show up for the bus. I was supposed to show up the next day for the bus to go to wow. Cape May. Wow! With a friend of mine who I talked into going with me, yeah. he had a high. He, he had a really high number. He didn't have to go, oh. and stuff. But they had a buddy system. You know, if you brought a buddy, you know, you could stay together going through boot camp and stuff. Yeah. So uh, um, my buddy found out that I didn't. You know, I didn't show up at the bus. Yeah. And his first phone call was, you know, you jerk, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got another word for that. <laughs> so, uh, and I said, I said my number wasn't taken. You know, I said I didn't want to go, and uh, yeah. and, and we're still good friends today. I mean, he he builds boats at the at Cape Cod uh, uh, Maritime Museum. And wow! Stuff. So I see, yeah, and I still I see him all it. the time, and I'm 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 associated with the Cape Cod Maritime Museum. Yeah. And so, um, it, 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 the, Coast Guard did him good. He got he had stationed in New Bedford, so it was um, so we could still hook up and everything. He didn't. He, it was not a big thing. Yeah. And stuff. I went to work for my father. My father wanted me to go work for him. He had yeah. a, a construction business, and he yeah. and he was like pushing hard for me to to get involved. Sure. And stuff. So I um, so I stayed. I did that for a while. Mm -hmm. And I, I dabbled in the paint art and everything else, but I didn't have much time. I, I was going full throttle with the family business. Were, were you at that time just um, drawing, or had you entered? Paint. I, I was drawing uh, on the sideline. Um, I, I kept dinging around with. Uh, I wasn't painting at all, though. No, okay. Nothing with no. There was no uh, paintings done. Um, I was always drawing things, but I, uh, but I couldn't uh, get focused on, uh, on uh, you know, getting back into it. Uh, mm -hmm. It wasn't until um, oh, I'd say ten years later, um, around 1980. Uh, I, I well, 79 actually. So it was nine years. I took a high. I was off. About nine years, I didn't really do much of anything. Okay. But then I couldn't get, didn't last long. I had to get back into it. You and did. And, uh, yeah, 1979, I started painting at my kitchen table. Like, with what? Uh, with acrylics. Acrylic. It you know, at the time, everybody said, oh, you know, these are the, yeah. you know, these are the new thing. And, yeah. uh, and it was easy to keep clean, you know, because yeah. I didn't have any studio. And I was, you know, I was married and, mm -hmm. uh, and stuff. So I had, uh, we didn't have any kids, but, but we didn't have any place for me to paint except in the, so I had the kitchen table. Eventually, <laughs> the kitchen table we couldn't use anymore it became the studio. <laughs> so, so it was all set up and I was just doing oh, it. But I was doing steamboats. Yeah. So that's okay. when I started doing them. And I, I, you know, and I have a local friend in, the, in um, Hyannis. He was a good friend. Um, um, he had a car dealership and I bought a lot of different cars from him over the years because mm -hmm. I was into cars. Um, <laughs> he, had a, uh, he had a bunch of uh, Antonio Jacobson paintings, uh, which were, you know, 
19th century painter, American, uh, who did a lot of paintings of, uh, of steamships. Mm. Uh, and he let me borrow a couple of them and you know, keep them at the house. And, uh, and so I was like fascinated. That, that way I could get up close and, and I took my time. I had them for a week, but a couple of them I probably kept for months. Wow. And uh, he's a kid. And, I, and so I said, and, and, he, and then he, he says, let me see what you did, you know, and I, I make a pretty good copy of it. Wow. And I thought, wow, this is, you know. So my early paintings, my, particularly the steamships, basically look like Antonio Jacobson paintings because okay. I was experimenting and I thought I liked this water, yeah. uh, but it wasn't real, very realistic water, but, but yeah. it was, you know, I'd learned that it was not too hard to paint it. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and the steamboats were, were good. Uh, I did because I took four years of uh, mechanical drawing. It also was another class that I took in high school and, uh, mm. and the mechanical drawing came in, in great in doing scale. I mean, I was doing the, the ships to scale on, on, on canvas. Um, so, it, so the windows all came out right, you know, you could count them down and yeah, all right wind, amount of windows on the, on the wow. sides and stuff. So uh, that was just a, uh, that kind of, I don't know, it all seemed to fit with my progress. Uh, so wherever I was going. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, the steamship started selling. That was what happened. And so in 79, that changed things. It changed things. I said, well, that, what happened was um, I start, I had a couple of people that uh, from the, lived out in the islands bought uh, a couple of my paintings for, okay. for a lot of money. Yeah. And, uh, they loved them. And, and these were these were acrylics this, at the time. These were acrylics at the okay. time, yeah. They were still acrylics. But they looked 19th century. That mm -hmm. was a, that was a hard part. I was trying to make them look old and like the old paintings. And, wow. uh, and it was hard because uh, Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was like I'm really you know And you were all you were self taught completely. Self taught, yeah. Self -taught. No, yeah so how did you go about um, obtaining your own self education? What did you do? By trial and error. That was oh, trial and error. Trial and error. Okay. And, 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 and copying, uh, you know, uh, Jacobson paintings, which was okay. my first. And uh, and also I used to, I started buying um, Sotheby catalogs. What? Uh, Sotheby catalogs. Oh, oh, sure. Art catalogs. And um, I would cut out the pictures. Wow. And I had stacks of them. And, and what I would do is when I had, a, I would start and make a copy of a painting, I would cut, I would get a couple of them, two of the same picture. And I would cut one into strips. And I could hold it up to make the color, so oh, I would make wow. colors. I, I made it until I could actually match that color, <laughs> what it took to make that color. Okay. And, stuff. and then I would then I could make the painting, uh, and so I was making copies like Francis Silver and, and Fitzhugh, yeah. you know, Fitz, when I was Fitzhenry Lane, um, and then and coming out, you know, with the with the colors pretty close, and yeah. and the detail not quite as tight as them at the time, but because uh, you know my drawing skills were still a little naive, but. But I was getting closer, and, and within a short period of time, um, you know, um, I got a, I got uh, the director at Mystic Maritime Gallery came up to visit me because he had heard about my work, and he came up uh -huh. and he says, "Would you be interested in doing a show at Mystic?" Yeah. And I thought, "Holy cow!" And I was still working with acrylic then. So and, may I ask, were you doing copies of copy? And, and I branched off quickly into my own work. Okay. Yeah, I had to. I knew that. Okay. Uh, because if I because even with Mystic, you know. I mean, although they would, they, you know, they still have artists that still copy paintings. Sure. And stuff. But I wanted, I didn't want to be a copyist. I wanted to, uh, yeah. I, I wanted to paint vessels that I hadn't seen. Mm. And I bought books about different steamboats. And so I did a lot of those and I, and I put them down at Mystic and they, and they sold right away. Wow. Um, I had a, a I did, it was a solid show. I mean, my very first show. Wow. paintings. Wow. Uh, and, you know, I'm still working for my father at the time. And he's like, you know, you need to get, you know. He's uh, getting nervous. Yeah, he's getting very nervous, <laughs> and um, and I was making way more money than I would have been working for my father. Oh. Uh, and so we, that came to a that came to a head pretty quickly. And 
I said, Dad, I got to take some time off. And he's like, yeah. oh. and we became very angry with each other, and we didn't talk for almost two years. Wow. Yeah, it became very difficult. Um, he yeah. was very, yeah, you know. Yeah. Were you an only child? Was no, there was one. I was one of six. One of six. Yeah, the others went off to college. I didn't. I went to I went to the community college in the Cape. Yeah. Um, and I hated. It. Yeah. I couldn't wait to get out of high school. Yeah. And stuff, and I'm thinking I'm back in high school. This is all that seemed to me. <laughs> so I just uh, I said no. I said this is not my direction. And he probably wanted you to take over the business. Yeah, he wanted point. me to. Yeah, and and I, and I was very. I have a very good mechanical abilities. I mm -hmm. can. I can. You know, I, I, I had my gas fitters license. I can, mm -hmm. I can do gas. I, I did all the gas fitting in restaurants, all some of the big restaurants on the Cape. I did all the, the design wow. and work for the, you know, for the, for, you know, for the, all the, you know, all the gas appliances mm -hmm. and everything else. And, uh, uh, but I hated, you know, I mean, it, it, yeah. I, you know, I just couldn't stand doing this on a full-time basis. Yeah. So you branched out. I branched out, yes. Went and, off and did your thing. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and it, I never looked back, though. It's just, uh, I'm dying to know when you get into oils. Uh, it, it, it didn't take too long. Um, I, I, what happened was that uh, Peter Sohn was the director at the at the time of uh, Mystic uh, Maritime Gallery, and he said, you know, maybe you should look at oils, you know, because I was doing the acrylic uh, oats, and he and he says if you could do them in oils, he said the people, you know, he said boy, they'd really be, you know, ten times better. And mm -hmm. I said, yeah, I said, okay. So I did, I switched. It took a while for me to learn to keep my hand out of the way. Because and you're still doing this all trial and error. Trial and error, yeah. So this is before YouTube and... Yeah, there's no, no there's nothing <laughs> to watch. There was nobody. I had to just figure it out for myself. And, wow. And I did, you know, I mean, at the end, I knew when the end was, uh, what the acrylics was. Because I was trying to slow them down. I was trying to slow down the drying of the acrylics. So I had lots of time to work on the sky. I had a humidifier in the room and I had plastic over the windows. And I run the humidifier on full <laughs> blast, and uh, and the, and the ceiling started climate. turning ceiling started turning green. I mean, it was rotting really the inside of the house, oh. um, and I because I was just trying to slow down the acrylics, and I thought this is nuts. Uh, and so I said, I, you know, I need okay. to make the switch. Yeah, and I did, and then, and then you know, within a, within a year, I, I was comfortable with the with the, uh, with the oils, and uh, and then I, things started to accelerate from there because then I could really get complex skies, and that was like yeah. things that I couldn't get with the acrylics. So. Um, why didn't you pursue any outside academic help from painting? Was it not available, or you it, it probably was, um, but I was on my own mission. I, okay. I just, yeah, I, okay. I, I, it's funny. I just um, you, you knew your path. You I knew my path. path. Yeah, I was. Okay. I had my own vision of where I wanted my what wanted to go, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, I had artist friends. That had well, I mean, to, you've yeah. certainly done it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. We're all dying to know how. So yeah, we're, we're just gonna um, keep. I, I you know, I mean. You know, I mean, I'm a good friends with Joe McGurl and Don Demers. I'm spending the night tomorrow night with Don and, <laughs> and stuff. Um, and, you know, they went to mass school about and things. And they had to shake off the things that they had I've learned heard, there. Yeah. And, some, uh, yeah. and, I, and I figured I actually saved some time because I don't think <laughs> that I, I didn't get I, I diverted in the direction that I was looking for. Yeah. And, uh, I was fo I was focused on the 19th century. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a, there was a, a growing resurgence in this field. I knew that. Yeah. Um, I went back. I, I used to go and visit the uh, uh, the Kernans over in Salem. They, they had their marine art gallery, and I used to love going in there and looking at their paintings. Uh, eventually, I wound up showing with them. Wow. At, 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 you know, I showed my early ones, and they're like, "Oh, you know, okay, you know." And then finally, when I came back, they're going, "Yeah, we can sell these." Yeah, wow. that's so. Wow. Um, but uh, but I was looking at their artists that they had. You know, for nineteenth century, and I said, I said these are not, uh, in, in, you know, uh, impossible to do. I mean, you know, there is a 
you know, you can't Did you it. ever at any point come against um, a barrier where you said, I've got to get some outside help? Um, I did probably more in uh, materials than I did with, I needed okay. help in materials. Yeah. I, I wasn't yeah. sure, you know, with, you know, you know, anything, canvas, all kinds of things. I was having issues with a lot of things. I went to a, I had a friend of mine, Don Stuckey, um, he was, he owned the Hyannis Asset Supply. He was immense help to me mm. over a period of many years, mm. keeping me, you know, telling me, you know, the best paints, this and that, okay. you know, yes. um, mediums, you know, and, and things that I, somebody else probably could have helped me with. Um, but as far as uh, um, uh, input into my direction or artistic skill, um, it, it's a big zero. There is wow. nothing. I took nothing from anybody. Okay, so I have a quote from your website. Yeah. And I have to ask how you did it. Yeah. So it said that you went about ferreting out highly obtruse bits of information about past technique yes how uh um well i was gonna say let's see who helped me with that there was um um what was his name he owned babcock galleries i got to know a lot of people in high places yeah um and they uh, he took me uh, you know he wanted me he owned he bought a gallery in boston it was the walsh gallery him and the uh, and uh, John Walsh, I had the gallery, and, and it was John, um, John, it'll come to me, um, very nice guy, and um, uh, very, uh, very, uh, he wrote the book about uh, John, F John Kensett, okay? Okay. Yeah, he, he became interested in what I was doing, and, mm. uh, and we went together over to the uh, um, Worcester Art Museum, mm. and, uh, and what they had in the basement was tons of Kensets that were unfinished. Oh, just started some of them, you know, half done and, and wow. things like that. And so, okay. <laughs> and so we poured over those and I, and I could see where, you know, this is the underpainting. This is, you know, this is the washes that he put on early. Uh, that, wow. that tinted the sky in one direction and things that were very. You're lucky duck. <laughs> yeah. I, I took it all in very, and I didn't, I didn't even make any notes. I just needed to see it. Yeah. That's, that was it. I, okay. It wasn't, notes wouldn't have helped me. I just needed yep. to physically see these different things. And then I went back and I started experimenting with all these underwashes of the sky and, and, and standing the sky in the sec different sections and then doing all kinds of things, like kind of like a turner. Yes. Uh, and um, and the, the complexity of the skies became uh, um, something that I, even after I have to make a copy of it, I can't because each one is, is going to be always individual uh, yeah. because the, uh, it's never the same process 100%, you know, mm -hmm. and that's what's fun. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. but it also makes it impossible for uh, um, people to, to try and copy them. Yeah. You know? uh, I mean, it makes it, you know, if you want to try and copy one, a sky that's that uh, complex, um, it, it'll always, it'll, you know, it's impossible because I, can, I, can't, I can't reproduce one of my skies sometimes yeah. if somebody has one that they love. <laughs> and, and, and I said, and can you want... do that sky again? I just said, I can come close to it. I said, but I cannot do it exactly. I'm so glad to hear that because I've had, I've had a few people say, can you make me one of those that right. sold? And I'm like, probably it's what, it's, not. It's, exactly. it's, it's, it was my mood of the day. Yeah. It was my, <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, uh, great. It just had all falls into place as to what, mm. you know, how, how, how positive I was about this and uh, uh, and, you know, any interruptions that happened. I mean, it's just, it's one. It just comes out differently. Yeah. So what other artists inspired you, your work? Uh, um, the, the tonalist period became really kind of embedded in me. Um, you know, uh, Dwight Tryon, um, uh, well, uh, uh, late Ennis, you know, George Ennis. Mm -hmm. 
but also on Whistler. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of it. There's so many. That's yeah. a hot part. I have so many artists that like uh, uh, Jervis McEntee. Um, um, they, they follow progression from um, the from the late nineteenth century, you know, traditional painting. They started shifting. And they did and stuff, and they went through. Uh, and they kind of interesting after the Civil War. The, 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 the paintings became more somber. Yeah. I noticed um, it was a lot. You know, the country had sort of a uh, uh, was still in, uh, in mourn, and, uh, and the paintings were not bright and colorful and stuff. Mm -hmm. But that some of the paintings I love. And I, and I almost think that to me, that's what I've been doing again is uh, because I think sometimes we're almost in the same situation. Mm. You know, we are uh, uh, in a period that's that's uh, very, sure. very, uh, uh, I'd say, uh, topsy-turvy. Yeah. Uh, um, and, I, and it's hard to see the, uh, where we're going. Melancholic and mournful. Yes, yes. <laughs> there is a, it's, it's a thing. And it's yeah. not even just, I'm not being political. I'm just being, Yes. Uh, uh, it's it's in so many levels. Uh, right. You know, it's morality. It's all kinds it's, of things. It is true, yeah. Yeah. Very and topsy -turvy, it's, turvy. Yeah. And I, and I think that, uh, you know, I don't know where we're going here, but, uh, mm. but, um, but and I think it's showing up in my artwork yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, so I, I see you're a member of the Boston Guild of Artists yes. and the Salma Gundy Club. Mm -hmm. So that myself and also my listeners understand the real significance of that. Could you tell us a little bit about these groups and how one becomes a member? Um, uh, the Guild of you know, the Boston Artists is a—it's a—it's a nice. It's a really uh, select group of uh, mm -hmm. traditional painters. I mean, we have nobody that's in there that's really okay. uh, pushing the envelope of, of tradition, you know, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, and then you know, and they select only a couple, two or three uh, new members a year. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, they, they were trying to keep it down. Um, there's been a, a, there's been a lot of uh, commotion in the group about uh, taking on too many new members. Because um, they, what they're looking for, you know, because you know you're paying dues, and they're not outrageous, but uh, but you know more artists means more dues. Mm -hmm. I was a member of the Copley Society uh, for some time, and mm -hmm. uh, and but the only time I ever hear from them is when they need to raise money. <laughs> and, uh, and so, so uh, yeah, so it made me and Joe McGirl at the same time. And make it mainly because they were, they were taking on so many new artists. Uh, oh. Yeah, and I said, you know, and the shows were becoming a, 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 pretty much a, a, a mediocre. I mean, mm, best. I see. Yeah, there was no. Um, they were uh, they were trying to just uh, you know financially keep themselves going by just you know, mm. adding new artists mm. uh, instead of because the sales the shows weren't selling anything. So, so um, wow. except for me, I would sell something at a show, but that, wow. nobody else was dead on the wall. Mm. So, um, uh, and so I, I lost things. So I, that's when, um, but I had to be invited. I couldn't just go over to the guild and say, I want to. You know, so you, so a, to become a member, you have to be invited. Yes, yes, yeah. And yes. how do they find you? Uh, well, they, I think you can put your name on a list, but, but don't, you know, don't, yeah. you know, don't think that <laughs> somebody's going to pick up the phone and give you a call right away. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, they are selective. And, yeah. Uh, and what we're trying right now is to is to control the um, um, the subject matter. We have a lot, of, okay. like we have a you know a, a lot of still life painters, and so uh, so it gets a little overwhelming. Because now, how much is it fair to keep adding new still life painters? I see. Got a, a, I see. A, a large slew of them already, and they're all very good. Uh, so I'm in my own niche. I don't have to worry about you know, hmm. um, you know somebody stepping on my toes because I do you know most of the work I put there was maritime related. Um, they don't have, except for uh, uh, Joe, who does it, and Sergio Raffo, 
Okay, so he does, you know, he does his cat boats and, his, and some maritime work as well. But um, that's about the only artists in there that have any, of, uh, you know, what we consider, um, you know, sort of a not sort of a nineteenth-century feel. But okay. my yachting scene's still more traditional. The people that like to buy yachting, yeah. um, they're, you know, they like their detail and, uh, and accuracy. And, and I learned that at Mystic, you couldn't do a painting and not have a bunch of rigging on it that just went nowhere. <laughs> okay, because the people that sail up to it and go, you know, what's, yeah, what is all these, what's all this junk, you know. Stuff, you know you go it's to, pretty for the picture, but. Yeah, but you have to, you know, the, the lines have to mean something. They know what yeah, they know what it is, yeah. Uh, so you have to be, you have to be accurate, and has to be accurate. And, uh, so you have to learn, I have a huge collection of, of maritime books. It's yeah. huge. And, uh, okay. and a lot of 19th century books that I bought, all for auctions and everything else that just, you know, I don't know what I'm ever going to do with them, but right. I'll probably just give them to the, one of the Cape libraries. Yeah. And, and about the Selma Gundy Club. Oh, the Selma Gundy Club. Yeah, I'm a fairly recent member of the Selma Gundy Club. I um, I didn't know that you could actually apply to be a member. Okay. Okay. Stupid me. I was waiting to get off of that. <laughs> <laughs> you wondered where they'd been. I know. I was like, oh, you guys are missing. You know, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I said, well, you never put your name in. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's as soon as I put my name in, I was in. <laughs> I love it. So, what if what is being a member of these groups meant to you personally and professionally? It's a nice. It's a nice uh, uh, group. When you do an exhibit, you've got a lot of your, um, uh, I would say, your uh, contemporaries that are that are okay. in your the level that you like to paint in and yeah. uh, so forth. Um, and we see each other and and we have a lot. We have a lot of friendship between all yeah. of us, and we do paint together a lot. And, and the Selma Gundy Club was was nice because it was just something in a New York venue. I had it. I was, I was showing for a number of years at the Hammer Galleries in New York, which was you know probably the most prestigious gallery in, in New York for, for you know for contemporary painters. Mm. And uh, uh, and then they decided they were going to close up. You know they were going to close the gallery and stuff because the building was just worth too much. Uh, and they had an offer that they couldn't refuse. Mm. Yeah. And stuff. So we uh, so I didn't re try and replace them. Uh, I had offers to go different. Sites, but uh, mm. I was busy. I got a lot of commission work and yeah. things like that. So uh, uh, I already had enough galleries, and I, and I like doing local stuff, like you know, small galleries like this. Mm -hmm. And, and I, what I can do is experiment. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the Hammer Gallery was, a, you know, powerful gallery, but they were very dictating as to exactly uh, what they want, and uh, and they take a huge chunk <laughs> you know, when they sell a painting. They give a big discount, and then they take their, you know, fifty yeah. percent. Yeah. So uh, you know, it was uh, you know, when you got, I finally got a check it going. Just one of my small paintings. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh my! So you've been featured in a lot of magazines: Cape yeah. Cod Life, The Review Magazine, Art Ideas, Soundings. Is oh, that yeah. right? Yeah. And then yeah. you published yourself an article in American Artist. What was that topic about? Uh, that was uh, that was from through Steve Doherty. He was the editor of American Artist magazine, and uh, uh, he, um, Steve and I became good friends, and we painted together a, a oh. number of times. And, um, and, and that's where I got a, quite involved with, uh, um, there was a whole thing that was called, um, we did a couple of exhibitions out in uh, the West Coast. Uh, it was uh, the Forbes family put on a, uh, put some money up for an exhibition at the, um, at the, uh, oh, it was an, a museum in Stockton. Um, the, it's the H, again, it, so many now that I have these track, but it's a, it's a, it's a nice museum. It's not a huge museum, but it's a very distinct small museum that's beautiful mm. um, and they gathered a bunch of uh, American painters together mm. and they took us out on the uh, on Forge yacht out around in New York oh. and uh, we cruised around they, they fed us and then they 
put us on a mission to go to these different spots to paint on the Hudson and paint mm-hmm. on the West Coast. And they, you know, they paid for a lot of the expenses nice. and stuff. And uh, so I got to meet a lot of good painters, you know, mm-hmm. during that. And I was excited to go. And uh, I was not, a, um, I, at that time, I was just getting serious about plein air painting. Uh, okay. That was something I had to get into seriously. Joe McGurl is the one that helped me oh, get nice. going on that. Um, I was basically a studio painter. Okay. And when I went out to paint the first time with Joe, I was up here. It was not, not far from here. Yeah. And uh, we were out in the summertime, and we also got a place up here. And uh, we went out in a marsh somewhere along with a creek. Don Demers helped us know, know where the spot was. <laughs> and I basically brought my whole studio. I mean, I had, I had, <laughs> yeah. you know, I had a big easel and, uh, and, and bags and plastic things all over the place and stuff like that. And, you know, and, and Joe McGurl had this little teeny setup that he had. And, uh, Get it down to a T, you know, you can uh-huh. put it all in a little bag and, and walk off the thing. And I had dragged all this junk out. I know, right? Stuff, yeah. I've done it myself yeah. more than once. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I said, ah, jeez. I said, yeah. So uh, so I had to get up to speed with that. So we did a lot of plein air painting, a lot. And yeah. Traveling and stuff. And I did it with mostly Don and Joe. And then we did the, um, we decided to do this new thing called the New American Luminous. Oh. Yeah, yes. and wait, so you're a founding member of that. What is yeah, that? That was the three of us. We decided to do that. Oh. Um, and it was just an idea that we were out, you know, drinking and after, you know, after painting all day. And, uh, oh. and we thought, let's do this. Uh, we were trying to think of a, you know, there's all these different groups. And then a lot yeah. of times it's good to have some kind of a, a coherence of, of, of artists of like mind and, yep. and like subject and just in, in, in three different versions. You know, in a in a show situation, so we pro- approached uh, uh, Julian Beard uh, down who uh, owned Trees Place Gallery, which I was sh- I, I was showing with, and Don was not showing with him at the time, but he he, he quickly became one of the artists as well, uh, and we met with him, and he thought it was a great idea, and he said he would put a lot of financing behind the advertisement and so forth. Um, <clears throat> so we went and we painted. We went to Williamstown. We painted. We went out to. Uh, uh, they had a Rondax and painting together, and we went to the White Mountains and painting together, and we all came back with paintings, you know, with Echo Lake and all wow. the different things, and all three versions of each of us yeah. painting on the same location that at the time, awesome. and turning them into big paintings as well. We had the, some of the plein air works there, and then large versions, yeah. and the show uh, took off. I mean, we we we, we did uh, like a half a million dollars the opening night. So I'm sorry, and, that was you and Don Demers, and who else? And, and Joe McGurl. Joe McGurl, okay. Yeah. And wow. the opening was like we did. Half a million dollars the opening night of the show. Wow. It was crazy. Where was that with the show? It was at, at Trees Place in, Trees, in, okay. in Orleans. Wow. Yeah, it was just, they, they, they had police there. They had cars parked all the way down the streets. <laughs> oh, wow. Everything else. It was just crazy, crazy. Oh, my goodness. And stuff. And that, that's, we took off. We wound up doing another same thing out in, uh, with the John Pence Gallery, a big gallery in San Francisco. We did that. Uh, oh, we had a huge crowd there. And, uh, uh, you know, and we, we sold everything we were putting out. And, wow. Yeah. We did, you know, three or four shows together amazing and, stuff. Uh, and then we just you know and all of a sudden it was you know it was like the Beatles we burned out yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and I want to you know I hate you <laughs> <laughs> oh I love it so the new American Luminous no longer exists is that it's still it? together yes it's still together. yeah, yeah. Okay. We, no, we, we could easily no we're all good friends now and we could easily <laughs> put something together but we, we're all so uh, I'm doing so many different things and, uh, yeah. and, and, and same with Joe we're, we're all uh, uh, you know I mean I'm I am doing a new, it's a new exhibition we're going to be doing at the Selma Gundy Club. And I sent oh. off the picture today. It's a, it's the new, it's a new, it's the American Tonalists. Uh, we're doing a show with the American Tonalists. Um, um, I just gave him a work for that. Um, I'm one of the first guys that would be a member of the group. Uh, Don Demers is putting that, that, that together himself. And, uh, and Joe and I were, were going to be 
the show. Nice. So um, that sounds great. But so, I'm doing things that are very different. I mean, yeah. you know, not, nothing like what I was doing before. Right. And, stuff. and that's what the, the theme is about the thing is that all of us get to experiment and do something else. Because <laughs> we didn't want to do another show like we did before. Okay. Always forward. Always forward. <laughs> so another huge highlight, EHH Archibald's Marine Art from Flemish Masters to Present. Yeah, yeah. How, how did I, that I have no feel? idea how that got, how I got <laughs> up there. I do not. I have, no, you don't, I didn't put my name in there. How did it yeah. feel to to be, I mean. I think it was probably from uh, uh, from Mystic Seaport. I'm yeah. sure that they were looking at the artists that were there. They were, you know, because that was really in the U.S. And the did time. you find out you were in the book? Yeah. Oh, I found out somebody, uh, called me and said, that, you know, there's a book out about green artists and you're in it. And I said, <laughs> wow, okay. I said, I'm not, I mean, I'm not that surprised because I was selling a lot of marine paintings. And stuff, but, uh, wow. Yeah, but it was just an odd book at the time. It was the, you know, it was the, I don't know, it was just interesting because I was in with good, I was in with a good group of painters. <laughs> and I, you know, the first thing I do is I look up to see if any of my other buddies are in there and I'm going, no, they're not. <laughs> you know? Wow. Yeah, so. That's quite an honor. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, would you mind talking a little bit about your process, how you find inspiration and how yeah, um, how much field work and studio work you do? I mean, I, I, yeah, um, uh, I just have to say that my main source of my inspiration is my imagination. Mm. I just, I, um, okay. uh, I, um, I make up almost all my paintings. Yeah. yeah I don't, wow. I, except for the plein air things that I work with, um, almost everything else is, is, is of my own construction. I, wow. All the scenes, everything else. I just, um, I prefer to make up my paintings. And, yeah. Uh, and I, that way I can move things around, I can change things. Uh, if I do a landscape, it may just be a hint of, uh, of some of the parts that I saw. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to put it together. Yeah. Um, um, you know, unless it's a commission, you know, for someone that, you know, physically looking out there, you know, okay. on their property, looking across, which yeah. I've done many times, you know, I can't, I don't have the liberty to go crazy. And, and, and So yeah. how would you do that? Of someone's property, you say? You oh, yeah, yeah. Go oh, yeah, yeah. I, go up and I, do a, I usually go up and do a plein air painting oh, on the property. Yeah, I, I went up in here in Newfound Lake. I was uh, right cool. up in, in uh, Hampshire. I did one yeah. uh, for uh, the, guy, the gentleman that uh, is, uh, owns probably one of the biggest collection of, uh, of White Mountain School paintings. Uh, mm. uh, wow. Yeah, um, and he's a good patron of the uh, of the Jackson Hist Historical Society. I'm a member there. Okay. And, uh, and I've got to know, you know, Eric Coppola. I mean, yeah. I, you know, him and I are good, very good friends nice. and stuff. And we've done, you know, things together yeah. and stuff. Um, we, the only thing we haven't done is paint together. We get, <laughs> get together for dinner, we get together for this and everything else, but we just kind of paint together. So, but um, mm. yeah, yeah. My, my work is, uh, uh, like I said, it's just a construction of ideas that I put together. Wow. Uh, mostly, with, particularly with the yachting and, and things like that. I can do a whole harbor scene and, uh, and I'll do it with some accuracy, uh, but I also take liberties. Yeah, all those years of youthful sailing. <laughs> well, it did. I do it, and that gave me. Right? A, yeah, well, sailing gave me a a, a feel for the water. I yeah, mean, to, you know, looking at for it all sure. the time, um, I can I can make a, a pretty convincing water now. Um, yeah. And I struggled with that earlier, especially in acrylics. I had a very difficult time okay. painting convincing water with acrylics, and, and I knew that. I said, I don't. You know, the artists that were, they were better in watercolors than they were in acrylics. A uh -huh. lot of the uh, maritime painters of the, you know, the old days. Hmm. And, and I thought, maybe I, I was thinking, do I want to go to watercolors? Hmm. And I thought, but there's, um, Americans don't like watercolors. They don't pay, spend any money. English love watercolors. And, yeah. and, and, and there are galleries, you, they, they pay crazy money for, you know, for 
watercolors. Not in the U.S. It's hard okay. to sell watercolor, and if you do, it's not for much money. I've heard, but I didn't realize that in England that yeah, watercolors are very. Okay. They're just as good as oils. I mean, wow. They don't consider them any different than oils. In the U.S., most people consider watercolors a, a substrata that's yeah. lower than, than oil. So do you do uh, drawing and sketching on location at all? Or oh, yeah. Or you just yeah, jump yeah. right into it? Yeah, no, I usually have to do some kind of a sketch so okay. I know where I am. Yeah. Um, you know, I have to do a very detailed sketch because then when I want to enlarge it, I have to use a projector like, like okay. anybody else. I can't just sit there and start reproducing the sketch. I have to get it to scale I see. on a small scale. And, yeah. then, and then I get a flat screen and I can project yeah. it up there and give me the rough, just the rough right. idea of it so I can get it in proportion exactly. Okay. Uh, from there, I can then start... I'll do a finer drawing on top of that again, and, and finite it, and then um, and then I'll do an underpainting. I see. Uh, and I and I used to do the underpainting in oils, but now I do them in acrylic, uh, oh. back to acrylic painting. Yeah. And uh, same with I mean, Joe McGurl is doing the exact same thing as I am. I mean, I started you know doing that when I was doing still lifes, mm -hmm. um, using uh, acrylic as the underpainting because it dries faster. It dries faster. I yeah. see. And I'm painting on acrylic gesso, so what difference does it make? Yeah. Right. <laughs> And uh, and I and I you know I, I did an exhibition at the you know a one man show at the uh, at the Cape Museum of Fine Arts, and uh, and all the paintings I drew back some of them were really early paintings that I got back, and a lot of them were still lifes, and they all had the under, you know acrylic underpainting, and I went around to look at them, they looked just like new. I mean they they were fine, you know, because yeah. I wondered if you know this would be a problem over the period right. of time. Right. So but then no, they were they were fine. Mm. So you do teaching, you do some yes. teaching. Yes. Do you do anything weekly, or is it more like workshops? I only, I just do workshops. Oh, and I, and, and, yeah, and I, I keep them very limited to two okay. days. Um, I, I don't a have two day workshop. Yeah, it's funny. I don't have the tolerance for uh, you know for long term <laughs> teaching. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, by the last the end of the last second day, I'm ready uh, uh, for a glass of wine. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And um, uh, but I have a lot of fun. I have to say, yeah. I meet a lot of. Great folks. So, and, so what do you do? Do you do some demos? Do you I do a demo, yeah. um, and then now, now I include a demo with a, with an underpainting with a, with a ah, okay. yeah, which oh. is uh, I said I said this I do a demo with oil just mm -hmm. as I would normally, and then I'll do one with a uh, with an under acrylic underpainting okay. to show them the difference and how fast you can get to it, you know, to a certain thing. Yeah, and uh, and I've been doing you know like lately I've been painting on um, um, black gesso panels. You know, Oh. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm working backwards. You know? So, uh, yeah, now that you mentioned black, yeah. I noticed that I, maybe my guess is off, yeah. but two thirds of your work is nocturnes. Yeah, nocturnes. A lot of nocturnes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I and I um, and they're reason one because people have a, like to buy them. <laughs> what? Love, people like to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. No, no, nocturnes so. Well, winter scenes, yeah, it's huh. not, but, uh, but yeah. the, the nocturnes are very popular. It's, it's yeah. a, I don't know. What brought you to that? Uh, Whistler, probably, uh, mm. a number of artists that, that were very good with the nocturnes. There's, uh, there's several, I have a whole, yeah. I mean, I have um, a book that I, I have books and books of stuff that I cut out and stuck in the, you know, the plastic pages that used yeah. to stick together. I have volumes of yeah. things, and I have just like one volumes of nocturnes that have just artists that I had found, and, you wow. know, and I try to keep the names of the artists so I can look them up in other places. But for like Burge Harrison, I don't know if you're familiar with him; he's a painter. Mm -hmm. um, look his work. I mean, it's just okay. oh, it's just a really neat painter, American painter, um, tonalist, um, but also nocturnes, really interesting nocturnes. Hmm. Um, and, and these are the ones that I was cutting out of, you know, catalogs, so many catalogs, and, and, yeah. and you know. 
didn't see yeah. on the auction house. So you were drawn to them. Yes, I was drawn to them. Yeah. Mm. And I used to visit the auctions. I was at the time when I first started selling my work. Yeah. Even before Mystic, I was with a, uh, a, 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 a um, he was actually the number one dealer now in an American uh, uh, maritime painting, uh, Alan Grandy. Mm. He's a very well-known uh, dealer and very high-end paintings. Well, he was my first dealer, and I was his first customer that he showed wow. work. And, uh, and we did, you know, he did a lot of sales. And uh, nice. uh, and he, we traveled together to New York, and we used to go to all the Southern Beach auctions and look at that, look at Marine Artwork together. Wow. And, uh, and the Christie's, we would go to all the you know, Christie's sales and things. And uh, so I learned a lot just by traveling with him, too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Very nice. So you mentioned uh, some upcoming Project your Salmagundi American yes. Tonalist. Yeah, yeah, American Tonalist. That Anything was, else on the horizon? Uh, I'm doing a show this summer with uh, my gallery in New Orleans, uh, the, uh, the Collins oh. Gallery. Uh, wow. Yeah, um, she has a, a still life painter that's very good. He, uh, he's English and he's he's you know, based in England. He ships his work all over, unrolled, uh, um, rolled, and, and Allison uh, stretches him far and, uh, and wow. then frames him. Wow. But he's coming over, and I love his work. I think he's a phenomenal. Wow. So we're going to do a show together, which works great, you know, still yeah. lives. And I'm going to be doing some of my landscapes and some, you know, maritime work. Nice. But it's not going to be, it's not going to be my, my traditional yachting scenes okay. and things like that. I'm doing you know, things that are much more different. Yeah. And, that, and and to tell you the truth, that's where all the interest seems to be right now okay. uh, for me. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's uh, mm. the, you know, the classic yachts cutting through the water. Um, it's kind of a, a, a passe for the mm. time being. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not, it's not moving. And you're okay to shift. I'm very happy to shift. Happy. I, yeah, I'm happy nice. to shift because I was uh, looking to do that, but I. Yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. So, what would you say along your whole lengthy journey here, which has been fascinating? What would be your greatest challenge to where you are today? Um, it's. I need to stay somewhat focused. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I'm, my challenge is to try and you know. You know, trying to funnel, try and funnel this, you know, because I, I you know, because I want to do some large works. I, I, I need to do some, some really large paintings. What's the largest you've done? Uh, seventy-two inches. I mean, oh, which is a decent size. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and I, mm. I sold for very good money. Are you talking when you say larger, bigger than that? Yeah, just yeah, no, not bigger than that. Just, <laughs> just, uh, just uh, that was okay. mostly my traditional work. I want to okay. do some of the more um, tonalist. Uh, I would say moody work uh, mm. that that, I, that really appeals to me, and and see how it looks on the big on the big screen. Nice. And, uh, nice. um, and that's where I need the hard part for me is my studio is not very big, um, mm. it's small, um, and the fumes, of course, oh, yeah. I have a difficulty dealing with the uh, yes. fumes after all these years. I do not paint with any turpentine. I do not paint with any turps. No turpentine natural. I mean, I use turpentine natural, sorry, um, which just smells like you know orange peels. And, it uh, does, but it's I find it really difficult. But I don't. I only use it to clean my brushes. I don't. It's not involved with anything else in the painting. That's okay. All. Yeah, I, I just rinse my brushes in it to clean I them. Um, I just paint with pure linseed oil. Um, okay. I, I paint with um, um, yeah, you know, uh, cold pressed linseed oil. That's all I use. And there's a um, there's a new um, uh, drying agent that you can use in the, in that. Mm -hmm. uh, which is not it does has no odor to it unlike liquid or other, yeah. other yeah. things um, when it dries it doesn't give off a uh, acrid odor uh, and my studio has been much cleaner uh, nice. from that and the paintings dry I paint very thinly anyway yeah and all my paintings are very thin do you do like a lot of layers but, um, yeah it's just um, 
uh, the sky, uh, if the painting, you know, it's toned and stuff. And, and if I touch it, I can see the canvas immediately. I don't, oh, there's nothing on that. Wow. I have to be careful. Um, if I drop, <laughs> like if a drops of, of you know, of linseed oil lands on the sky, it'll go right to the, it goes oh. right into the, uh, oh, wow. you know, there's a dot in the, uh, in the okay. sky. So it's very, very thin. Yeah. What does success mean to you? I'm sure it's changed over the years, but right now, what does it mean? Um, it, you know, originally it was the financial success, which was, a, you know, was a, sure. it was very helpful. I mean, you know, um, I went through a divorce and, uh, mm-hmm. and things were a little, you know, um, a little difficult for a while. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and when, just as I was coming out of that, that's when uh, things took off. Uh, so that was a, that was a huge help for me yeah. and emotionally too. I, I got me back on, on track. Uh, today is different. Um, the, 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 you know, like we talked about the challenge, the challenge is to, to remain uh, uh, making a living as an artist. Uh, and uh, and that could be, I think that's a challenge for a lot of my artist friends now. Mm. And I hear it all the time. And I would say that, you know, myself, I'm busy. I can, I, which is, has something to do with the fact that I'm, I'm you know, pretty well known out there now right. um, um, I and I, I have what I one of the most important things that I did was I made because um, this is very important in Europe I learned that when I was in Europe uh, at, a, at a gallery in London uh, I went in to speak with them and they said get uh, have good auction records um, he said make sure in wow. Europe um, they don't even want to look at you unless you have good auction records any wow. of the galleries yeah well that's wow yeah that's and, I, and so I did I started it Eldon's Auction House, and, uh, and yeah, I started putting some paintings in years ago, just a few, and they okay. started getting, and, I, and um, they started doing very well at auction. Yeah. Eventually, they started exceeding the, uh, the price I was getting at galleries. Um, you know, I did, a, and it was funny, I, and then I did a commission for a, a, a law firm. I did several paintings for this big law firm in Boston. Uh, for their foyer, and, wow. and they did this big painting of Boston Harbor for them. Oh, it was nice. beautiful. And, um, and, and I found an antique, they wanted an old paint, a frame. I found an okay. antique frame that would fit it. Wow. And it looked like, you know, like, uh, you know, Fitzhugh Lane or, you know, mm-hmm. Fitzhenry Lane. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, somebody uh, started stealing all the paintings in the, in the, uh, in the office. <gasps> yeah, they kept disappearing one by one. By one. And, oh. uh, and they couldn't figure out who was stealing them. It's like one of the lawyers, you know, like shocking. A <laughs> lawyer <laughs> stealing something. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I know. So, so did uh, yours get taken? Uh, yeah. Oh, no. They, they stole just mine. Oh, just yours. <laughs> and, um, they knew where the yeah, goods were. They were down were. to one big painting. This is the big painting that was left. Oh, mm-hmm. and so they were trying to figure out how to save the last yeah, one. No, they decided to sell it. Oh, they, they decided to sell it. They said <laughs> that they were going to. So they put it. They uh, well, wow. they put it. They um, they put it at auction in Eldridge down in the Cape because they knew that I was from here. So oh, they stuck okay. it at Eldridge auction because they called me. And they said we have this painting. Yeah. And I said, oh my God, that's the painting, you know, from the um, you know Chotall Stewart. Wow. And uh, uh, I said, well, I said they put it. You know, I I, I had sold it for nineteen thousand dollars at the time, mm-hmm. which was you know I thought it was pretty good. And that was a direct sale, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I went back and I thought. Well, I'll try and buy it back, you know, because I, you know, mm-hmm. if I can buy it back, I, yeah. I know I can sell it for more money now. Yeah. And uh, so I went down there and I said, well, I'll, I'll go up to what I, what that, what I made on the painting. <laughs> I'll, I'll get back. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we sat there in the audience and it, uh, and waiting and it opened up and it went to $63,000 oh. just a matter of a, wow. a, like a minute. Did you, you jump know? up and just say, <laughs> yeah, that's no, mine? No, I didn't say anything. <laughs> I just stood there in shock. I was like, oh my God, I couldn't even think. I think wow. I, you know, I'm thinking, wow, that's crazy. I didn't have any auction records, you know. 
So after that, all my paintings started bringing crazy money at auction. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is so awesome. Yeah. So you, have, you know, and I keep and I tell artists, find a little ways to put some paintings in auction and, yeah. and get into the auction records. Though, get into the, you know, oh, ask, ask art. I mean, ask art if you. I mean, you can you can you can buy one day uh, view and go on to ask art. Mm. askart.com mm. and you can look up any artist and they'll and they'll tell you if you, you know if you have auction records and, yeah. and and there was a lot of major painters that i was painting with i would go online and, and search them and they're going you know they had you know auction record like five hundred dollars and nine hundred dollars for these paintings and yeah. i'm going but they were selling they were asking you know big bucks at the galleries for their work and i said yeah. i said you got to support it both ways yeah you, know, you got to yeah. have um the auction market also does it um I say it gives you a different outlook of, of, uh, of what people will pay for your work, mm. rather than just you than just what you decide what you want to get. Yeah, you know, it gives you another uh, yeah sure focus of where you might be. Well, that's moment. why the galleries want it, right? But yeah, <laughs> well, it's a big help to them because yeah. they can look at when they're selling my paintings. They said, you know, you're, you're paying this much money. This is what they bring at auction. So I mean, yeah. if you want to. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you want to get out of the painting, you know, I mean, I mean you're, in a, you're in a rush, which people have. They've called me and I said, just put it on auction I and see. stuff. And they, and they got their money back. Or, or some of them did much, much better. Mm -hmm. So uh, That's awesome. Yeah. So we're going to cover at the end, you know, a few other things. But before we do, what would be your parting words of encouragement to other artists see, who are seeking uh, to make this a career? Uh, um... I would say that um, it's a, a lot of it is in yourself. Okay, um, you know, don't depend too much. I mean, it's good to get help, but um, the real help mm. has to come from you. Mm. Okay, um, I'm just saying that. I, you know, like myself, um, it's uh, it's it was something that I had to work out myself. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, yes, you, there are ways to cut cut edge, cut you know, cut corners. Let's put it that way. You can cut corners, but there's a certain point that they're only going to take you to a certain level, and then it's mm -hmm. it's up to you to take go from there. Yeah. And uh, uh, and I think most artists can do that if they want to, it, but it's 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 all consuming. I mean, it's it's a I, you know I live and breathe it for years. Right, right. You know, um, I, you know, when I when I got married, uh, my my wife had two two girls, and you know, she said, "Do you want to have more children?" And I said, "No." I said, "I have my career." I said, "I do not want to." Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to. I, I, I'm in, so involved with this thing. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a thing. I, I never had any plan to have children yeah. and stuff. I, it just consumes me right. and stuff. And that's that's part of the that's maybe where why I get to the level I am. It's all consuming yeah. for me. It has been my whole life. Mm -hmm. And and the people that surround me to some extent have that same passion. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, but I, you know, but then I have to take a break. And right now I'm trying to back away a little bit. What do does some, a break look like for you? A break is do something else. <laughs> For a week, a day? Yeah, weekdays, you know, okay. just something. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, you know I, um, I, my doctor says, you know, you need to, uh, you know, because I, I, you know, I stand all day in the studio and work. Mm. And he says, you know, you got to get out and do some exercise. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I, said, I hate going just for a walk. I said, I just am not a, you know, thing. So I uh, I believe, of all things, I, I, uh, I took up, I always liked archaeology. I took up metal detecting. Ooh. And I go out. And cool. I, well, and I do. I go out. I have a, I bought. Yeah. You know, because I could afford it, I went out and bought the best one on the market, and yeah. it's brand new, and uh, um, and you can find stuff all over the place. 
So I, but I've been going down, but I've been doing it more historically though. I've been going yeah. down and finding um, on the beaches down in the Cape, oh, the coal wharfs and things like that. I've been finding all this paraphernalia that pertains to the ships that I was I'm interested oh, in. Oh, wow. And like, yeah, you know, um, <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I mean, you, you can go up and down the beaches and, and fill your pockets full of mud and dimes and quarters, yeah. you know, and, but... But the, yeah, this, <laughs> and what do you do when people are looking at you like that poor guy's yeah, down but, there looking for a I know, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I, I found I found some amazing stuff. I found a big men's gold ring, huge men's gold ring, all full of diamonds and everything else. So a, you got praise at eleven thousand dollars. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, that's you know, no walking no, the park. I said, well, I got what you know, five more detectives with that. Gee. So, so uh, my wife's like, go go look for some stuff. <laughs> She says, find Go me some rings. Some <laughs> find me some rings. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, that'll make your uh, cardio go, right? Yeah, but that started, that happened right away. And I'm yeah. thinking, what was the odds of that? <laughs> Beginner's luck. Beginner's luck. Beginner's yeah. luck. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. Okay, so your works can be seen at so many places. Oh, the yeah. list is yeah. too long. You have no, to go to the website. Yeah, but what about like just locally, right, right around Portsmouth, Boston? What would uh, well, the Boston is the, the Boston Guild. Okay, got the Guild. Um, um, from outside there, in, I have another gallery in New Hampshire, which is uh, the uh, Antique Co-op. I show with okay. them up in Milford, New Hampshire. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah they have a great upstairs. They have a, 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 a Jason Hackler has a, a excellent gallery on the second floor. He sold a lot of paintings for me. Um, he shows the same. He's Eric Copel, you know, mm -hmm. who's a New Hampshire painter, okay. and shows there. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I do, I have a huge painting of Echo Lake there. And, mm, and, and I just Echo dropped Lake. off some new works. Uh, and he just uh, specializes in, in, uh, in 19th century paintings. And he only has like a, three or four contemporary artists upstairs. I'm one of them. Okay. And uh, and then from there, it, it really, sh uh, just, I don't have any place in Maine. I was, I was showing with the Haynes Gallery for a while. But he wanted to, me to sign a contract that would show with him for two years. Uh, and I thought I never had to sign a contract. Mm. You know, and I said no, I don't want to sign a contract. Yeah. And he hounded <laughs> me and, and stuff. So I went up and grabbed all my paintings and said goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know, you don't push me. I just, you know, yeah. he was getting annoying. Uh -huh. uh, so I don't have any main galleries. Um, he didn't and, know you had so many other options. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't care. I mean, you know, I'm like, you know, I, I'm comfortable. I don't uh -huh. have to be. You know, I can, yeah, I'm comfortable with. You know, we have enough money to. Cruise along without too much problems. Yeah. So, so uh, I can be, I can be, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, obstinate. I don't know how to put it, but I can, I can be difficult sometimes. Uh, yeah. Because I've been on the business for so long. Well, you, yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, and and, and, and you know, and other things like with galleries. I mean, galleries will say, you know, say, oh, I want you in my work and everything else, and we take fifty percent. And I'm going, you're gonna have to paint the same paintings yourself. I <laughs> said, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and I said, I'm not, I don't. You can keep that. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What every artist dreams of. Yeah. Being able yeah. to speak your own terms. I love it. <laughs> wow. Okay. So your website is wrdfa.com. That's uh, yeah, no, it's uh, we no? No, it's William R. It's all spelled out. William. Oh, it is all? William, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, William, William R. R. Davis. Davis. Dot net. Fine actually, dot net. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Dot com. No, no. That WIDFA is, is a FASA website. Yes, that's the new one. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, yes. okay. Okay. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's so, the new one. Okay. So WR. 
I'll have them both on. Just no, just use that one. That's okay. fine. I'm, I'm switching everything over to that. I see. I don't even remember. Yeah, because it did say yeah. it was new. Yes, wrdfa.com. Yes, that's the new. That's that's off the on the new uh, one. the uh, that's owned by the and uh, that would have Art, uh, Art Renewal Center. Okay, uh, and that would have any updated web uh, workshops. But yes, yes. Okay, great. Yeah. What about social media? What do you do there? Um, I mean, I, I Instagram. I'm, I'm Instagram. Yeah, I do Instagram a lot. I like okay, Instagram. Okay, so I have to say, I looked up Bill Davis. Yes, and I had like two hundred. So, oh, what yeah. is it on so on Instagram? Is it, it William Davis? I'll have to look at it. Okay, let's take a peek. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> this I, I, is I started my best, so long. This ago. is the best part yeah. of the show. Yeah. None yeah. of the artists yeah. know really what their name is. Uh, yeah. I, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see here. So um, Instagram. And what about Facebook? Uh, Facebook, it's uh, it's at William Davis. It pulls up, it pulls me up. Uh, William Davis. Yeah. Okay, great. At William R. Davis. We'll I mean, I'll find yeah. you. Yeah. Um, Perfect. Uh, I mean, I have a uh, you know. Let's see. Jeez. Let's see. It's. I mean, I have it under William R. Davis Jr. That's William R. Davis Jr. Jr. That was still Instagram. Was Instagram. That's Instagram. Yeah. And okay. So before we close. Yes. You said you didn't talk to dad for about two years. Things were strained. Mm -hmm. But what happened after? Oh, we, we, it, it, it uh, made him it was, it, there was a There was a lot of other things, too. He, I mean, he was, uh, he's, um, you know, he went through a divorce with my mother yeah. and stuff like that. And he remarried a very, very young girl mm -hmm. and stuff. Uh, and she had, you know, ideas of what she wanted to do and things and stuff. I, I said, I can't be involved with this business and stuff. And so there was a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. uh, and my father had issues. With yeah. you know things like this mm. and stuff, so uh, um, did I he had, ever come around to seeing you paint? He used to, yes, he did. Oh yes, amazing. Yes. Yeah, then but then he became very um, yeah. Uh, he had dementia and things like yeah, that. So, yeah. but he would come over and stay with me at the studio and watch mm. and stuff. And he always wow. came to my shows afterwards. Oh, yeah. No, he did finally become. And he became. Nice. You know, he was showing pictures in his. He used to pull out all these old photos. I said, "Oh, you know, Dad, <laughs> those those photos are really old. I mean, the, the paintings. I have two much better paintings than those." <laughs> And, and he was showing, he's showing people. He I said, so "No, no, you're showing the old ones." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't care. He says, "Yeah, yeah, I looked good to him." I guess <laughs> that's right. He yeah. was the proud dad. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for sure. this interview. It's been really informative and just delightful to oh, hear about your journey. Oh, I hope they folks enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hope they get you. a couple of laughs out of it. I'm sure they will. <laughs> Thanks so much. Sure. Thank Bye -bye. you. Thank you. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show. And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. you got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.